Okay, so this is part two, uh, conflicts and cures, uh, talking about universal basic income, and uh, just continuing on with this theme. Um, to me, you know, I'm not a fan. I, I'll be right up front about it now. I guess that's not so so much up front since this is part two. Should have said this in part one. But anyways, part two, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan. I, I just don't think it's going to go over well. Do I think people need assistance? Absolutely, absolutely yes. Uh, to different degrees, uh, different people, different, different uh, whether it's health, uh, health assistance, you know, for your medical help or, or whatever. Um, you, know, I, you know, some people need fuel assistance in, in the winter. I, I totally get it. I wouldn't want anyone to freeze or to be sick. Uh, because of their inability to to get the products that they need. So, you know, I'm not cheap. I'm not a nasty, evil, conservative person. Um, But I I think there has to be limits on on the way we spend money. Or we have to, you know, spend it carefully and wisely and and be able to measure whether our spending is effective or not. So if you have a trial program, I know they they were talking about a, a trial program in Chicago. Of all places, Chicago, where there were how many how many shootings there since the beginning of the year? I think there was like over a thousand. Uh, it's just insane what's going on there. But I, you know, I guess they if they, if they think they can buy their way out of the problems that they've they've kind of kind of uh, let fester there for so many years, they're crazy. Um, you know, $500 a month is not going to help people there to, to get what they need. Um, it's going to take a lot more work than that. But anyway, um, so, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're going to do this, you've got to have measurements. You've got to have a tool. You've got to be able to evaluate its effectiveness. You have to have somebody monitor it. You have to have assessments being made. You have to uh, reward the people that do it well. You have to... Um, if people are abusing the system, you need to weed them out, actually, all right? You, you know, good, the good-paying, tax, uh, tax-paying citizens of the United States of America do not deserve to be funding people that have no intent of, 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 of playing the game properly. You know, we don't owe it to anybody. It's not, not, people are not entitled to steal taxpayer money uh, just because they uh, don't have certain things. When I grew up, uh, I mean, this sound, I'm sounding like an old man now, but when I was a kid, you know, I, I did all kinds of things for basic money, for almost no money at all. Uh, now, you know, money had, had a different type of value back then, but I, I, I had no money. I mean, I used to, like, I'd wake up at 5 o'clock, I'd walk to a bait shop, I would open the door for the fishermen, and then I would get picked up around nine by the owner, and we'd go down to the down to Cape Cod, and we would drag a hundred foot nets and get chubs and shiners for bait for the fishermen, and then we would bring those back from from where, wherever we were down the Cape. Uh, we'd bring them back in trailers. We'd put them in the bait shop, um, and you know we'd work the store a little. Then we'd have some time off. We'd do whatever, but at night we'd go out on the golf course. Um, and we would pick night crawlers, uh, you know, unbeknownst to me back then. The night crawlers, because of the, the sprinkler systems that they used to, to keep the, the, uh, the grasses nice and moist and watered and looking good, uh, is just a breeding grounds for, for uh, night crawlers. Uh, so, you know, we used to get uh, pails and we'd put on our waders. 
Uh, and we would go out there with our flashlight and we would pick night crawlers. And it'd be, you'd have to pick like about a thousand. Okay, you know, the boss would be like, if you, if you pick about a thousand, then we can call it a night, then we'll, we'll call it quits. Uh, but, but, but I mean, we would do all this and get very, I mean, if we got $5, it, it would be miraculous. Uh, so, you know, if you look at it today, nobody, I mean, nobody, probably not even me, but nobody's going to do that type of work today for, for that little money. It's just not going to happen. Um, but, you know, back then you're thinking like, oh, I'm going to learn something new. You know, I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to enjoy that. You know, uh, you know, hopefully this will get me ahead a little bit uh, down the road a little bit. So, you know, there was that kind of thinking into it. And yeah, and you made the best of it. You did the best you can to enjoy yourself and uh, make, it, make it seem like it was a fun thing to do. So, you know, <laughs> that's kind of it. Money is not everything. It's not going to buy you happiness. I think we've seen that with some of the, the, the people who have committed suicide that have tons of money. Uh, you know, it's not going to buy you good health. I think we've seen... Uh, that people, whether you have a billion dollars or, or $50, you're subject to get cancer or any other kind of uh, debilitating or fatal disease and die. So, you know what I mean? It, it, it doesn't cure all. I remember hearing on a radio station, uh, somebody had a radio station, I think it was the Catholic Channel, um, and I think it was Lino Rulli. Uh, Lino was talking about, uh, he, he did, a, I think, a pilgrimage to Africa with Father Jonathan. And he went there, and I, I think what they found so amazing was the spirit that lived within those people there. They had nothing, you know. I mean, the, the kids would run around and whatever. They were kicking tires and, you know, old tires and, you know, not really having the greatest toys. They certainly weren't playing uh, PlayStation 4 all day long. Didn't have the best games. Uh, but for some reason, we seemed very happy, very joyful, singing at mass, you know, uh, kind of showing a, a, a good spirit. So, you know, whether you give somebody an income or not, it's not going to guarantee much of anything. A lot of hard work has to go into it, just like rearing a family, right? So our parents, you know, just didn't give us money. They had work to do, you know, and you can look at it in that way. You know, that we have work to do. You know, if we're all brothers and sisters and we all want to help each other out and, and, uh, and kind of um, do that kind of thing, then, then that's, it's going to take work. It's going to take all of us involved in doing something to, to help out, whether, you know, in the training and, and getting people to uh, do what they have to do, right, to, to better their lives. So, you know, money's not everything. I know, you know, uh, hey, right, the Beatles, all you need is love. They didn't say all you need is money. Although they did have a song called Money That, <laughs> now give me money, it's all I, all I want. Uh, whatever. All right, so music is music, art is art, and reality is reality. Uh, so in reality, uh, you got to have measurement, you got to have outcomes, you know, and you got to have uh, reinforcers, you know, or punishers, you know, reinforcers to keep uh, behavior going that's good. Punishers or, or, or some sort of negative consequence if things are not going so well. Um, so basic, you know, and, I, and I'll relate another story. I, I remember going to college, and, and I went to college late. I continued with school. So I, I remember in college, I had a professor. I had to take a philosophy course. So I had a professor, and boy, was he liberal. Woo, baby. 
I mean, his philosophy was, you know, right up with the socialist kind of ideal. You know, that uh, nobody, there shouldn't have to be work, that, you know, everything should be shared. What you have is mine, what I have is yours, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so, you know, he, he was that kind of guy. And he was promoting utilitarianism and, you know, a philosophy like that. And, you know, so I was one of the older people in the class. I, I'd be like, I, I don't get what you're talking about. How is this going to really go over? How are people going to be enthusiastic with their day if everything is, they're entitled to everything and they just get everything? What are they going to be doing all day? They're not going to be productive? They're just going to sit around? They're just going to play games? Are you going to sleep, nap? What are you going to do? Uh, so I, I couldn't see it, and, and I questioned him and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, he, he was who he was. Uh, but I found it intensely interesting that this philosophy professor uh, missed several of the classes that I paid for. So here I am, you know, spending my hard-earned tax dollar to educate myself and get, you know, get a good grade and kind of further my, my, myself, right? And this guy, I think he missed three classes. It could have been four, but I'm thinking it was three. So he just didn't show up. We didn't get a note, you know, for any of the classes that he missed. We, we you know, nobody called, he didn't call anyone or send somebody over to the class. We had to wait. I think there was a, a rule saying that you had to wait 15 minutes in it or 20. And if, if the professor didn't show by that time, you could leave, right? So, you know, there was no word. The first time there was no word. You know, everybody sat there. We waited. Oh, where is he? What's going on? You know, is there no class? And, you know, people drove their distance to college from work. You know, you work eight hours, you go to college, you figure, okay, I'm going to learn something. This is going to be worth it. It's going to help me, right? You, and you go to college and you find your professor doesn't show up. He's not there. He calls out, all right? So, you know, the first time you're like, well, you know, hey, stuff happens, you know. Uh, people call out, people get sick. Hopefully he's okay. Hopefully there was no accident, right? All those thoughts went out to him, you know, hoping the best. Uh, you know, the second time it happened, he didn't, he, where he didn't show, it was a little bit like, well, what's going on with this guy? You know, I mean, really? I mean, is he that sick? Can somebody take his place? Uh, but again, the same thing happened. No, the students, myself included, got no, no, uh, no contact from anyone. We just had to wait there for the 15, 20 minutes. And once 15, 20 minutes was over, we had to leave, uh, cause he wasn't going to come. So no apologies, you know, when he did show up, no note when he didn't show up. And, and the kicker, the kicker was, now, here he is, you know, you know espousing the, you know, the, the strengths of his philosophies of, uh, of, uh, of, of uh, you know, what was the one that he, he liked? Uh, I forget now. But anyway, anyway, I digress. He... he he was talking about these philosophies, you know, the, the shared philosophy of not, not, you know, not hoarding things, you know, not the capitalist way, you know, uh, more talking more like a socialist. But, you know, it's obvious like he was counting on it because this guy wasn't going to last too long in any kind of job. I mean, so the, the kicker is he missed the final exam. So he, the students all showed up for the final exam that night. Guess who doesn't show up? Oh, yeah, you got it. The professor. He, not there, right? So 15, 20 minutes go by. No, no professor. So 
we call the department chair. You know, hey, uh, our professor didn't show up. We got our final tonight. What's going on? So the guy's like, I, I don't know. I'll be right over. The guy comes over, and the uh, professor had not shown up still. So he said, I don't know what to tell you other than I can give you a test and to test your knowledge to see how you do. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take it from there. So, well, you know, what could we say? You know, we said, okay, fine, let's do it. So, you know, he starts writing questions on the board, and we're like, hey, uh, we never covered that material. <laughs> you know, he had no idea. So it was like, well, what did you cover? So, you know, we had to go over a few things. He found out what we covered. I'm, I'm sure he graded us very well. I remember getting a great mark. Uh, but... You know, it, it was just the inconvenience of it. It was the hypocrisy of it. It was the betrayal of it, you know, of somebody, you know, talking about that kind of lifestyle of philosophy where, where other people can rely on other people for goods and services without having to earn those goods and services, uh, but not really having to tow any type of line or be responsible in any way back to those people uh, that lent them those goods and services or provided them for, for them. So uh, a very, very negative experience. It taught me a whole bunch, though. You know what? I learned more from that experience probably than from his class, any words that he said. So, uh, but, you, you know, back to universal basic income, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. You know, people are going to have to figure it out for themselves. Hopefully they'll be smarter than... You know, uh, then uh, just, uh, you know, saying, oh, great, you know, it sounds good, you know, give me, uh, give me this much. Because everybody knows, you know, if, if you give somebody 10 bucks a week, you know, that's going to be okay for like a little while. And then all of a sudden it's going to be, hey, uh, this is not really cutting it. I need 20. You know what I mean? And then, you know, uh, down the road it's going to be, hey, 20 is not good. I need 50. I need 70. I need 100. So, you know, it's, it's going to change. People are going to need more and more. Inflation is going to determine, you know, that, that people need more and more as well. So, you know, I, I think we have a duty and obligation to train and educate the people that, that are struggling right now. Uh, I certainly sympathize with minorities who have, who have come down a line of secession that has uh, a pain, a pain and suffering and, uh, and uh, you know, really oppression and have suffered consequently uh, because of their treatment uh, many, many, many years ago. So, you know, those people certainly need to step up in a, in a hand. Uh, but, it, you know, I mean, just handing out the money, I really don't see it as going very far. It's a quick, simple solution for simple-minded people, uh, but not a long-lasting cure for anything. So, I, I, again, I'm, I'm willing to listen to you guys. You guys, uh, you know, the American uh, heart and soul. Uh, let me know how you feel. I'm sure you have your own ideas. You can point out your pros, your cons, uh, your sticking points, and uh, let me know how you feel. I am um, all ears, more than willing to, to not only share, but to listen and to uh, comment, you know, on some of the... Uh, some of the uh, feedback that I get. So, you know, if I can give you credit for some of your comments, I would like to read them, you know, on, on subsequent uh, podcasts. I'd be happy to do that and call you out for, for a good job. So again, if you would like to contact me at Conflicts and Cures, my email is wbarefoot, B-A-R-E-F-O-O-T, 55 at mac.com, M-A-C.com. Uh, so again, it's been great being with you. Hope to be with you again soon. 
you know, always reach out and do something good for somebody else. God bless. Take care of yourselves and your families. And I will see you again soon. Thank you. Bye.